Here I am. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you sounded like the the mystics. Oh. <laughs> have we done the dark crystal? I don't think we have, right? I think I don't think we have. I think we we watched it. Remember when we were gonna do parents strongly cautioned? Yeah. That's, you remember that? That was the first podcast the first, we were gonna do. Yeah. Where we were gonna have like Ella Ella was like three. Right. Um, and we were gonna have Ella like I still have that somewhere. And it was just gonna well, we will release it someday. <laughs> it was just gonna be us talking about kids' movies. Yeah, and like whether or not they were tolerable for yeah. Adults to it watch. It was called Parents Strongly Parents Caution. Strongly Caution. That was a good idea for a it, podcast. It was a good idea for a podcast. But listen, we've done fucking 86 episodes of this instead, so. We're committed now. Yeah. We're in. This is it. This is it. For the rest of our lives. Oh my God. We're going to run out of DVDs at some point. Are we? Who can say? Hey, I'm Liza. And I'm Mike. We're a married couple with too many DVDs. 1,321 to be exact. Look, physical media is great. But we definitely don't need 1,321 DVDs. No, we don't. So we started this podcast where every other week we choose two movies to watch and discuss. And when we're done, we can only keep one. This This is DVD DVD Deathmatch. Hello. Hi. Hi. How are we doing? Good. How are you? I'm all right. Great. It's been a rough one, guys. It's been a rough day <laughs> for everybody involved. Yeah, there's, but, there's illness and drama and all sorts of stuff. But, but we're it's here. All good. It's all good. Now it's we're having a great season. time because we're recording the podcast. Right. Nothing better. <laughs> we're with each other. We're talking movies. It's going great. And look at us showing up when we said we were going to show up. Oh, my God. Holy Well, let's shit. see. Let's see if it drops. Hey, hey, come on now. <laughs> no, we got this. We got this. Um, Yeah. Do we have any topics at the top? I don't... Do we? Because, like, we oh, just did this. Right. <laughs> we just did it. I don't really have anything. Oh, you know what? Real what? quick. We talked about this a little bit. What? But, like, HBO's really going ham with pulling stuff off their platform really like shows that they've produced really yeah like westworld they canceled it and they're not gonna have it on hbo max anymore what and like there's a couple other shows like that that they're just like pulling off so can you just not watch them anywhere then yeah pretty much i mean you can i mean westworld was wildly popular why would they do that i don't know because they don't want to pay like people residuals residuals oh jesus yeah they're like okay well we'll just take it down And it really, like, brings to mind the whole thing of this podcast and of our whole lives of just, like, owning stuff on a disc. Even though the premise of the podcast is that we're getting rid of those discs. We're not getting rid of the ones that we really want to keep. But Right. Well, and and I think, you know, that plays in, that factors into our decision is, like, well, how, do we think this is something that's going to be easily just kicked off of streaming services? But it's interesting because, like, I feel to me it's not surprising that this is happening. That it's surprising to me that they would do it with like with their marquee Westworld. shows. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it costs them money to keep them up like that. So, but the to me it's not surprising. Um, but I think it's a it's like I'm seeing 
people react to it online and talking to people and stuff. And it is like a wake up call for people. It's like, oh yeah, no, it, you don't. Right. Like you're remember the garan- time when you couldn't just get anything. Right. You're you not guaranteed to have access to these things forever just because what? Nothing in life is guaranteed. Well, children. that's true. That's true. <laughs> Look, everything fades, whatever. But it's crazy. And you know, it's just, it's, it's also like, with like I don't you know Westworld just aired its fourth season and now they're pulling it off the platform or whatever, it's like I don't know do they are they even gonna make like DVDs or Blu-rays of the fourth season of Westworld right like, like that might literally that? be a thing that you can't see anymore I know right there's a I I looked it up because I was looking at the different shows that they've gotten rid of and like there's a Catherine Hahn show called Mrs Fletcher which I didn't watch which is probably part of the problem yeah but. They pulled that off the platform. Uh-huh. You can't watch it on HBO Max anymore. Okay. And then also, they never like made a DVD of it or anything like that. Right. So it's literally like you cannot see it. You just can't watch it. And you know, I'm seeing like messages from the creators of these shows and stuff saying like, "Well, like ten more days to watch." There's a show called The Gordita Chronicles uh-huh. that they're pulling down. That's they, so weird. What at, a like, weird. Ten move. more days to watch this, and then it's gone for who knows how long. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, it does suck. It sucks for people who entered into these agreements and stuff in, like, a streaming universe. Right. Thinking, like, well, you know, it lives on the platform or whatever. I'm making this show for HBO Max. Right. So, theoretically, it'll be on HBO Max forever. Right. And it's like, they're they're essentially like, no, that's not how it works anymore. Weird. It's very strange. That is weird. That's a weird move, HBO. It's really weird. And I don't mean this to be, like, a... Uh, who gives a shit? I'm not, I don't mean to, to be like a told you so thing or anything like that, but it is just a very like, oh yeah, if you want, if you value a thing, you should buy it and have it, you know? Maybe. What? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just funny because I don't know what the solution is because like you said, some of these, they're not, exactly they're not making them, so they're just gone, which right. is why it feels like such a strange move to me to be like, yeah. It's weird. Anyway, that's that, weird. very that's little weird. weird little topic at the top. There's just the Westworld thing and the and the that show Gordita Chronicles, which I think is the title of it, um, is another one that I've seen people talking about and stuff. Anyway, interesting, kind of a bummer. Yeah, what a bummer. All right, all right. Let's well. start our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what we did this week, you guys? What do we do? We watched. Two movies. Two holiday classics. <laughs> we did. We watched Bad Santa from 2003 and A Charlie Brown Christmas from 1965. We're going to kick it off with Bad Santa, as I said, from 2003, directed by Terry Zweigoff. And our IMDb summary is a miserable con man and his partner pose as Santa and his little helper to rob department stores on Christmas Eve. But they run into problems when the con man befriends a troubled kid. Bad Santa. Bad Santa. There's no question that it's a Christmas movie. No. It's literally (laughs) We don't even need to talk about it. I don't even know why I would bring it up. Why would you bring it up? Um, But it's not one of our Christmas adjacent movies. It's firmly a Christmas movie. Firmly a Christmas movie, but also, you know, kind of a... What's the word I'm looking for? A twist? A uh, subversion? Like, it's not like a... It's like a like off kilter, but not off kilter. <laughs> Yikes! <laughs> like a like a uh, like a skewed version, like a 
Great. You'll think of it. Yeah. And then not on the podcast. No, 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 yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. Never on the podcast. No, certainly not. Will not remember that it was a problem for me to conjure this word. Anyway, moving on. It's not your typical, it's not your grandma's holiday film. No. Okay. White Christmas with Bing Crosby. <laughs> He's a different kind of Santa. A bad Santa. A bad You've heard of one. good Santa? I know you have. This is Bad Santa. Yeah, and so, also technically the movie that we watched is called Badder Santa. Right. Because it's the unrated version, which adds, what, what was it, seven minutes of yeah, content? Yeah, seven minutes. Usually with those, I, like, I was I was like, oh, we should, if there's a theatrical cut on this disc, we should just watch that. Because, right, I think usually we, we choose to watch the theatrical cut. Right, because I think in our, we've learned over the over time that, like, stuff was cut for a reason. For a reason, Right, yes. and usually it's like, you can, usually you can really tell what, was thrown back in for the, because there was a period, this feels like such a 2000s thing, Uh like a mid 2000s thing of every movie coming out on DVD with like ultra extreme unrated edition, (laughs) you know? Yeah. They love to slap unrated on there. Right. So like titillate. I was going to say titillize. Titillize. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Nope. I was like, I was Jew. like, don't say titillize. That's not it. Titillize. Great. My brain is not functioning. Anyway. Yeah. But there was a period where it was like American Pie 2 unrated pie yeah. edition or whatever. And it was <laughs> always just like, oh, yeah, there's like one extra scene or like. One the, extra hump of the pie. Right. Or like some boobs that weren't in the theatrical cut or whatever. Yeah. Um, with watching this one, I couldn't really. There wasn't anything that jumped out to me as like, oh, this was probably for the unrated edition. It all felt. Like, of a piece with the rest of the movie. Right? Yeah, it felt very, like, like everything that was there belonged there. The The, the fun fact about that is that there, this movie, like, holds a record for number of F-bombs. Really? Yeah, or something. That's funny. It didn't or like just me. Or just, like, has a lot of F-bombs in it. Yeah. And the extended cut uh, adds, like, 20 more <laughs> or <Great>. something. <laughs> so, yeah. So we own this on DVD because of me. Because of you. Because I really love this movie. I had not Despite watched it. Despite the fact that this movie has Lorelai Gilmore in it. Well, let's get, we'll get to that in a minute. But like, um, uh, I have no problem with Lauren Graham. No, I know. Okay. I meant, because you would think that it would be me because it has her in it. Oh, oh, I see. I see. I wasn't saying you dislike her. I was saying. No, I don't. I like her so much. So much. So much. Um. I really loved this movie when it came out, I remember. Mm. Like, I was really surprised by it. I thought it was really sweet and fun and crazy and funny. Sweet is an interesting well, adjective. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, sub, you know, sub, it had a lot of heart, like surprising heart or whatever, which I think gotcha. they try to do with all these, like, any movie that's like, oh, it's bad this or bad that. I don't know why I'm saying bad. bad that way. Bad. Bad. Um, it's like, oh, you know, it's actually like has a lot of heart to it. Like, right. you know, actually, like you think this person is a monster, right. but actually, um, so, but I had not revisited it in a long time. Yeah, it's directed by Terry Zweigoff. Do you know what his other big narrative movie is? No. Um, before this no. was Ghost World. Oh, love a ghost world. Love ghost world. Haven't seen it forever. Right, it'll come but up. But love it. Yeah. Yeah. But doesn't that kind of make sense? It like, does. Like the tone of it? Yeah. Um, so, and he did the documentary about our Chrome called Chrome, which is a very famous documentary. Anyway, um, had not revisited this movie in a while. Yeah. Uh, it's Billy Bob Thornton. He plays... The Lob. 
this guy. He's bad. He's, he's a bad, bad Santa. man. And him and his partner, played by Tony Cox, who plays the elf with their little... He's the Santa. Tony Cox is the elf. Yeah. They get jobs every year at a mall as a Santa and an elf and then use that kind of like in yeah. to rob the department store on Christmas Eve. That's yeah. like their scam. Which is like pretty good scam. Yeah, it's like pretty good. I think if you think about it for a second, it's, it seems like way more effort than... <laughs> Like, what are they getting out of being the Santa? They know what the alarm code is? They're yeah. in there? Yeah, they're They in could there. just go in and shop and, like, hide. Anyway, it's fine. Whatever. Um, He's a safecracker. Sorry. The, yeah. the Santa guy, Billy Bob Thornton, whose yeah. name I can't remember. Um, Roy? <laughs> Did I make that up? <laughs> I can't remember either. Gerald? Is it Gerald? <laughs> Gerald? Um, we have the IMDb right here. Anyway, he's a safecracker. They do this thing. And then... Uh, it's kind of like he they um, they take a year they take a year off and they come back. They're well, doing they a, can only do it on Christmas. Oh, that's a great that's a great point. <laughs> they take a year <laughs> off. There's only, only one time a year when they can uh, right. do this. So then they uh, they're doing it in Phoenix, I think, which is a great Willie. Willie, his name's Willie. His name's Willie. Um, is it Phoenix? Sorry. Yes, they do it in Phoenix, which I think is a great like. Fun. Location, yeah, location yeah. for a bad Santa. Um, and while they're there, he kind of becomes entwined in the life of this kid who is uh, has been left at home with his grandmother while the kid's father is in prison. Yeah, for embezzlement. Embezzlement, or right? Yeah. So he sees this as an opportunity to like, oh, I can stay in your big house. I can do whatever. But then he just slowly becomes entwined in the life of this kid, starts to, uh uh-oh, care about him. (laughs) And then that kind of tears him and his partner apart. So that's the plot of Bad Santa. Yeah. It's also EP'd by the Coen brothers. And Weinstein. And Harvey Weinstein. (laughs) That was like one of my first notes. More like like, bad producer. Hey. Bad bad person, bad human. Bad human. Stares in a movie called Bad Human. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Um, So, yeah, when I first saw this, I remember seeing it and thinking like, oh, this is going to be like a gross out comedy, which it is. But then it also, also, it's also weird and has this like, I mean, I think... (laughs) Because of the kid, uh-huh. mainly. Uh-huh. The kid who plays played by this guy, Brett Kelly. Yeah. And he's like, he's just this, he's kind of, he has like curly hair. And he's kind of like this like very earnest, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. He, like he's got this very like weird, earnest performance. Yeah. I don't know what the curly hair has to do with anything. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. But well, he's just, I mean, the character's name is Thurman Merman, which yeah. is just like. A big reveal. Spoiler alert. Oh, sorry. But no, I'm just kidding. But he's, but it's a really incredible, like, performance. He, like, the movie's weird. The movie's, yeah. like, weird enough that it's, and more interesting than I, I was expecting when I first saw it. Mm-hmm. And then having revisited it. I'm very interested to hear what you thought of it, because you've seen it before, right? Yes, we watched it before, but I haven't seen it since then. Right. And it was very much, you were like, oh, you're, I'm going to show you this because you like the Gilmore Girls, and Lauren Graham is in this, and right. whatever. And not that you were like, oh, you'll like this because you like the Gilmore Girls. Like, right, it wasn't right, right. that, but it was like... It was like, oh, that's a hook. Yeah, I can't wait, I, you know. And um, I remember watching it. So Lauren Graham plays this bartender who... Falls in love 
with him, I guess. Like starts because she has like a Santa fetish. Yeah, and she, there's a scene like one of her first scenes. She like has sex with him in a car, and just keeps saying "fuck me, Santa" over and over again, and it's just like so. Like, it just made me so uncomfortable. Because, <laughs> again. At the time or now we're at both? The, at the time. Now, less so. <laughs> like, it was less, like, jarring. But at the time, it was like, Lorelai Gilmore, what are you doing? Right. You right, know what I mean? Right. Um, and that's, so whenever you say bad Santa, that's the only thing that I think <laughs> of is, fuck me Santa, fuck me Santa. Right. Um, but, but yeah, it's like, what do I think of this movie? Um, mm, I neither love nor hate it. Yeah. I, there is something about it. I think I really want to like it. Like I really want to be charmed by the fact that it's so like irreverent and like whatever. But I think that like it, it goes a little too far for me. Yeah. Um, that being said, I also think that the performances are incredible in this and like, with a few minor tweaks, it could yeah. have really, really charmed me. Yeah. But watching it, I, I honestly don't remember what I thought of it the first time yeah. I watched it. But watching it this time, I was kind of like, oh, I, I was like a little disappointed almost. Because yeah. I wanted to be like, you know, like I like that kind of shit where it's like, oh, we're going to fuck with your notions yeah, yeah. of what a Christmas movie is. Right. But it was like, it was almost just like too far. Yeah, it I was like trying, a little try hard. At yeah. Time. I remember really liking it when I saw it the first time and being surprised by how kind of like weirder than I expected it would be. Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> a, a great sentence construction there. But um, this time going back, I was like a little less into it. Kind of, maybe it's just been years of, of, maybe it's just being older. Maybe it's just been years of seeing kind of people do this kind of thing. Yeah. Sometimes a little better. Yeah. Like the, the DNA of something like this is very much in, uh, like an eastbound and down yeah, kind of thing. Sure. Of like, Oh, you're going to watch a terrible person. Yeah. And, but they're charming and funny enough that you kind of love them. Right. Um, even though you know, they're terrible and they're saying shit, you would never, you don't, you know, I mean, yeah. basic fucking comedy shit. <laughs> um, I don't know why I'm explaining this, but uh, I think like, it, like Billy Bob Thornton's great. Yeah. But he's not, it's, he's not like, he's not my favorite comedic actor. Let's put it that no, way. Oh yeah. Like he, we talked about him in a simple plan, which was yeah. episode. Oh God. You hate this. You love, <laughs> you love this. Episode 71 went up against the Hunger Games Mockingjay part two. Um, but we talked about him in a simple plan, which is like one of the best performances of the century or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we all know. Um, but I think he's not, you know, I mean, this is like a fine performance. He's fine. He's like right, kind yeah. of funny, but it's not like, Oh my God, I just got to see more Billy Bob Thornton or whatever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and yeah, I think like it's it. There are parts of it that feel a little like try hard. Yeah, which I think is, it's it's almost cringe in the in the opposite way of of the way it's used now. Of like, oh, something that's too earnest. Yeah, it's like something that's like trying to really like fucking. This dude fucking drinks a beer and has a cigarette butt in it. Whoa, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, and you're like, okay, all right. yeah. Um, but there's a weird, like, there's a, like. Eastbound and Down, those kind of like Righteous Gemstones, Vice Principals, Danny McBride, David Gordon Green, 
Jody Hill shows, they all like have these characters who are uh, these Danny McBride characters who are mm-hmm. fucking monsters. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but they are weird enough and there's like a poetry to it that is like kind of irresistible. And I think there's some of that in this movie, but not quite enough. Yeah. There's a part where Tony Cox, I forget what the fucking context is, <laughs> but he says like, Oh, what is it? You, I'm going to ask you, whatever. I'm going to ask you now. Okay. okay. <laughs> Go for it. Prepare. Um, <laughs> where he says like something about like, you're going to put your hat on so fast. Oh, I remember. Oh. He's like, he's like, um, uh, Willie is saying, I'm done. I'm not doing the Santa thing anymore. Mm-hmm. And Tony Cox is like, I'm going to call you next year and you're going to be down to do this and you're going to put your hat on so your Santa hat on so fast you're going to get hat burn. <laughs> and it really made me laugh because it's like such a stupid, but that's the kind of like dumb poetry to it. Yeah. Um, yeah. That I think like sometimes shows up and sometimes it's just them saying like, fuck you in your butt. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of like, I mean, it's two, 2003 and the whole time I'm like, this must have been shot in the 90s though, right? Just like, <laughs> for a lot of reasons, including there's a lot of R bombs in there. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's very like early 2000s. Yeah. And there's like, like this weird scene. Oh, that scene's bad. Where this, it's like he's at the bar and like this guy is staring at him. And then in the parking lot, the guy just like comes up to him and is like, yelling at him like I'm not gay I'm not gay like it's just such a weird like it never pays off and right. I don't know what it what it's for yeah like I a- think they're trying to do the joke of like like a guy a, like a toxic man like making eyes at another man and then being like like basically like flirting with another guy but then being like I'm not gay like yeah what? maybe I don't know it's truly baffling and I think it the like the thing, thing in Boogie it- Nights in the car we, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, which yeah. we didn't talk about on the other podcast, but if you've seen Boogie Nights, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, it, there's maybe something like that going on. In that scene, it's this guy... I just didn't get it. Uh, Ajay Naidu, who was in Office Space. Yeah. Like, so, and he, like, he like runs up to uh, Billy Bob Thornton in the parking lot, and he starts, like, saying all these slurs at him and trying to hit him. Yeah. And I think Lauren Graham intervenes, but it feels like... That scene, there's just some of it. It feels like there's fully something missing from yeah, that scene. Yeah, it's um, weird. That we're not getting. And then there were also a couple scenes where, like, like I took a note, like, the 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 bar scene after the heist, which I can't conjure right now, but, mm-hmm. like, I think it's after the first one. The pacing of the dialogue is really weird, and I don't know if that's, like, because they're doing a little improv or whatever, but, like, I did also read that like apparently Billy Bob Thornton was actually very drunk for most of the film (laughs) so like is it literally he was just too drunk to remember his lines or what you know what I mean just like weird stuff like that where you're like what yeah yeah it's like some of it it's like it it tries a bunch of things and some of it works and some of it doesn't but I appreciate the try yeah sure it's more interesting than you think the movie bad Santa is gonna be yeah but it's it doesn't all work. No. And especially like 20 years on, it's like, doesn't all hold up also. Yeah. Um, I really like, uh, there's some, there's details in it that I really like. I really like that they're kind of these low rent Santa and elf. And so Tony Cox's character who's black has white ears on. Yeah. That really makes me laugh. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's, 
We also haven't talked about the two people who are in this movie, John Ritter and Bernie Mac. Bernie Mac. Who have all these scenes scenes together, which are so great. John Ritter is so funny in this movie. He's so funny. He plays the mall manager who's like, oh, I don't know about this. Yeah. You know, I don't know. This guy is kind of like not my favorite guy. Um, And he has so many funny, like like, uh, he, he comes upon... Billy Bob, he catches Billy Bob Thornton having sex with some clerk or something. Yeah. And he's talking to Bernie Mac, who's like mall security about it. Yeah. And he just says offhandedly, like, I'm not approved. Like, I was against the Clinton impeachment, which is very <laughs> funny. And there's also a scene that they have together where Bernie Mac is just eating an orange the whole time for no reason. Right. And so weird and so funny. Yeah. Because he's just like really going for it with this orange. Right. Well, and apparently and it's, it's like. it's never referenced. Appar- well, apparently the, the joke is that like Bernie Mac's character is constipated because later he also like stirs yeah. Metamucil or, you know, something in his drink. To drink, right? And like he smokes a lot, and apparently the oranges is supposed to be, like, oh, is that indicate that, that he's constipated too, like eating a lot of oranges. Oh, like, okay. I don't know, but like that's apparently the joke there. Yeah. But like, yeah, that scene where he eats the oranges is very funny. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I like so it's just cool to see those two. Yeah. And John Ritter, like Bernie Mac, two of the greats. Bernie, remember when Bernie Mac died? Yeah. And it was like what? Yeah, that was that was one of the first like. Weird ones. Yeah. Like, it was just celebrity like. Celebrity deaths come in different kind of feelings where sometimes it's like, ah. And right. sometimes it's like, oh no. Oh, no. And I'm, of course, Bernie Mac dying is an oh no. Right. Someone dying like, is an oh no. But I'm it not, was also just like, like, I'm not, I wouldn't necessarily be like, oh, Bernie Mac is my favorite actor or whatever, but he died and I was like, wait, what? Yeah, that, that can't <laughs> happen. That doesn't seem correct. That's, yeah, that's someone who's going to be around forever. Also, didn't he die of like pneumonia or something? Oh, I don't know. I think he died from pneumonia. Anyway. Good story. Good story. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think it's a, it's a it's a Tony Cox is also fucking great. So great. He's like incredible. So yeah. funny and so like he's just constantly like yelling at Willie Billy Bob Thornton's character about like what an asshole he is. Yeah, and he's like your soul is dog shit at one point, which <laughs> yeah. is such a funny line. I also like about this movie uh-huh. that. I really appreciate any, like, you know, oh, this person's a bad person kind of movies where the person is actually deeply unlikable. Right. And, or at least, like, you know what I mean? And and they they kind of make in that attempt to really make them someone you don't like. There's, there's, I, I was thinking of the movie um, Trainwreck, which I like. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But they try, they, they're like, oh, she's a mess. She's such a fucking train wreck. And I'm like, she seems fine. <laughs> Like, this person seems fine. I like her. You know what I mean? I like her the whole time. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, and I I feel like this, and, and I, that's not anything against Trainwreck, which I think is a fine movie. But, <laughs> well, no, I mean, it's like a different thing, but it's like, I do kind of appreciate this, and Eastbound and Down does this too, where like, you're like, I, like he's like a bad person. He's yeah. like a bad behavior. Oh, because it makes the little things, like, work better. And, like, his relationship with the kid yeah. works really well. He, like, gets really drunk and eats his entire advent calendar that yeah. the kid is really into. Yeah. And that's, like, a... That's one of the things I remember most about the movie is the thing with the advent calendar. Because mm-hmm. it's just so, like, small and emotional and real. Yeah. And then he, like, feels bad about it and tries right. to replace it. Right, like, it. sees it the next morning and right. goes, fuck. Exactly. Yeah. He, like, fucking tries to commit suicide in the middle of the movie. Like... Yeah. It's really like 
I, the you know it's a lot it's a lot it's like <laughs> dark and yeah. i appreciate that it is actually dark yeah um yeah i don't know i don't know i just don't have a ton to say about it but it yeah. it was just like like it wasn't i didn't hate it i yeah. didn't love it but i didn't hate it i still like it i like it a little less than i used to but yeah. i still like it yeah but like i i also if would do not begrudge anyone who's like, yeah, that's not really my thing. Also, they made bands ban. They made <laughs> Bad Santa too. They did. Never saw it. No. So that's how but much it has I like. the kid and Billy Bob Thornton in it. Yeah, exactly. Interesting. Also, Octavia Spencer's in this really briefly. She is for a moment. She plays a hooker. Right. Or a sex, or worker? A sex worker. Sorry. Come on. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, sex worker. But also, it's like I think she's talked about how like, oh yeah, this was a period of my career where like. I'm a black woman, so I was only getting cast as, like, nurses and prostitutes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's that part of it, too. Ooh. Great. Okay. Um, is it available? You can watch it on Showtime. If you have Showtime, you can stream it on Showtime. Uh-huh. Or Fubo. Fubo! Also, I will say about the disc. Yeah. Two more things. The disc, uh-huh. uh, it's fine. It has some stuff on it. Whatever. It's yeah, fine. It's fine. Has a gag reel on it. We love a gag reel. We do, but it was not a good gag reel. Not a reel. good gag reel. It was a reel. terrible gag reel. Yeah. Mostly clips that are in the movie. Right. And then this weird, like, overproduced. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It was weird. Yeah. And then the other thing was there's one kid. I always love. I'm going to. I think I might add it to the line read notes app ah. doc that I have uh-huh. um, of, like, my favorite one off line reads in movies. Mm hmm. Uh, there's one kid who's sitting on his lap and Billy Bob Thornton's like, what do you want, kid? And he just goes, Pokemon! <laughs> really made me laugh. Pokemon! Pokemon! Really made me laugh. That's Amazing. all. Amazing. Great. Great. Question for you, sir. Oh, boy. What's the connection? This was one A of our tough toughest one? what's the connections yet. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Had to... Use some computing power. <laughs> Wasn't all in my brain on this one. No. Uh, what's the John Ritter was in a 1998 movie called Shadow of a Doubt. Okay. Just like a Tom Berenger courtroom thriller, not related to the Hitchcock movie of the same name. Okay. Stars Melanie Griffith. Okay. Who was in a 1969 western called Smith with an exclamation point. Exclamation point. Yeah. Smith. And also in that movie was Christopher Shea. Who does the voice of Linus? There you go. There you go. That's the connection. Great. Um, our next movie, heard of it? It's A Charlie Brown Christmas <laughs> from 1965, directed by Bill Melendez. IMDb summary is depressed at the commercialism he sees around him, Charlie Brown tries to find a deeper meaning to Christmas. Does he, though? <laughs> Does he? So here's the, the backstory with this, just for context. Yeah. Is that we're not getting rid of our fucking disc of Charlie Brown Christmas. We're definitely not. Because we no watch way. it every Christmas Eve with our kids. Yeah. It's like the tradition. It's like Christmas Eve, get your pajamas on, watch Charlie Brown Christmas. Yeah. But also you and I have been watching Charlie Brown Christmas on Christmas Eve for yeah. several years. I, mean, I probably pre-kids. not. kids Yeah, like pre-kids. Like maybe not. Since we got together, but potentially, because our first Christmas after we got together would have been almost a year yeah, of us together. Right. 
because we got together very shortly after Christmas. MLK Day, even. We did. We really yeah, did. Yeah, a tribute to the great man. Kisses to him. Okay. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> okay, great. Um, anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> the look I'm getting is like, are you okay? <laughs> um, so... That's the context. It's like deeply rooted tradition. Yeah. I don't remember uh, watching it as a kid at all, really. No. Yeah, it was not a thing in our house, but I think like saw it as a teenager or something and was like, hey, this is, this this is rules. Wild. Yeah, yeah. This, this is wild. Um, and it is wild. So it's, what, 25 minutes, if that? Yeah. It's um, very short. It's very short. It is, uh, it was a special. Funded by the Coca-Cola Company. Yep. Produced for TV in 1965. It's the first Peanuts TV sh- TV special that they did. Yeah. Um, and it's like, I mean, it's Charlie Brown Christmas. You know it. He's, yeah, if you don't know it, what are you doing? Right. He, he is Charlie, first of all, Charlie Brown. Charlie Brown. You're aware. You're aware. Peanuts strip debuted in 1950. You got Snoopy. Yeah. You, you got, got Lucy. You got Linus. You got Sally. Yeah. They're ki- they're depressed children. You got the curly redheaded girl. Right, they're children. You got Pigpen. Yeah. Peppermint Patty's in there. She doesn't have much to say, but she's in there. Is she in there in this one? She is. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So you get it. It's Charlie Brown. Like that's what it is. Yeah. And then uh, Charlie Brown is sad about commercialism, and then he gets recruited or recruits himself to direct the Christmas play. Well, he gets recruited. It's a disaster. Lucy recruits him. Um, they all dance. To... I'm going to play the Christmas queen. Yes, exactly. And then unrelated, or kind of related, they tell him to go find a Christmas tree. Yeah. And then he finds a little tree that sucks. It's not just a bad little tree. And then that's it. That's the whole thing. <laughs> and then they, they decide, like, oh, we'll dress it up and it's fine. Don't forget Linus reading from the Bible. Then Linus reads from the Bible, which is the <laughs> climax of the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, and it's <clears throat> such a it's such a funny little cartoon. Like the the line readings that these kids do are, right, are real so kids. funny. The like animation is hilarious. Yeah, so there's no <laughs> like they it was it was kind of apparently revolutionary at the time. Yeah, because it's real kids doing yeah. the line reads, which you can tell the one girl playing Sally can't read. So all they're I like, want is what I have coming to me. All I want is my fair share. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> like, like the so they're feeding it word by word to her, right? Like, which is why it sounds deranged. <laughs> um, but it's great. Like, so it's real kids. Apparently. It not having a laugh track, it mm. was a huge deal at the time. Ah. Although, although, where were those laughs going to go? Because it doesn't have like... It's not a laugh riot. No. It's like, this is kind of what I love about it, though, and what I find so charming about it, and, and is that it is like kind of poorly put together. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't work, really. In, in all aspects. Right. Like, there's no continuity with half the animation. Like, no. There's no, like, rhythm to it sometimes. Like, it's very crude animation. Yeah. But it looks cool, but it's, like... Yeah. You know, um, it doesn't... Like, the plot is just kind of, like, there. The Bible reading thing is supposed to be this big mic drop moment, and it's, like... What? Wait, what? And it's, like, I guess that's the true meaning of Christmas, but, like, what? <laughs> um, the tree thing at the end it feels unearned. They don't really, like... Why do they suddenly change? have a change of heart about the tree? I don't know. 
but these questions don't fucking matter. They don't matter. Because it's a Charlie Brown Christmas, which is kind of, <laughs> it's a freeing thing to watch in that way, where yeah. you're like, I don't need this to make sense. No. I don't need it to work. It is just a nice thing. It is. It's the best Christmas soundtrack you'll ever hear. Right. That's, I mean, that's really it. That's truly what it's all about. Yeah. Charlie Brown. Charlie, you sound like Charlie Brown. Charlie Brown. That's what it's all about. Um, Charlie Brown. Yeah, I mean, it's the Vince Guaraldi score and yeah. the Vince Guaraldi album, which is like, there's not a better, <laughs> there's not a better Christmas album. Like, and it's, no. so, it, and, you know, also at the time, a jazz score to a children's cartoon was a big deal. It was yeah. like a big it was still the time of, you know, jazz is for black people and, yeah. you know, it's, you have your jazz cigarettes and you do sin and vice and whatever. <laughs> yeah, and you do sin. You do what you do a big sin. <laughs> um, I'll have one sin, please. Um, but yeah, so it's like that, it's got all these revolutionary things. Yeah. It doesn't, I find it very like, uh, it's, it's kind of nice to watch something that like, doesn't require a lot of brain cells, honestly. Yeah, it doesn't require brain cells. It's nice. It's pleasant. It just to... feels like Christmas. Like right. it just feels. I don't know. I love the part where they're they're eating snowflakes because they're literally like they're sticking their tongues out and catching the snowflakes, and then the animation. It, it's like it's as if they've caught a gumball on their tongue. Yeah. The way they're chewing it, and it just yeah. makes me laugh every time. It yeah. makes me laugh every single time. Uh, my college actually used to do the the other theater group. The other theater group uh, used to do Charlie Brown Christmas every year with like like live action Charlie Brown Christmas. But they would do all of the movements. So like, oh yeah, where, like where all they're all laughing and they have their hands up like dogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like they would do all of that and yeah. it's just like very funny. That is funny. To watch and they, you know, they'd have a live pianist and stuff and it was always really fun. Yeah, and I think that it's fun to do stuff like that because of how weird this is and yeah. how weird the movement is. I mean, those It's like those, a rocky horror type thing. Right, and yeah. those shots of the kids um dancing in the on the stage like Yeah. It's always so fun to watch that shot and oh, pick out yes. the what, different um, dances. And That's there like, was, I did all a, iconic. I know. I did a production of Cabaret, and there was like a blackout before a party scene. And at some point in rehearsals, the one guy was like, we should all do like Charlie Brown Christmas dances. So like in the blackout before the party scene started, we would all be like doing an insane dance. And then the lights would come up and we would stop, even though like. Fully, you could see us right, in the blackout. Course. Like, it's not actually dark. Of course. I cannot believe we didn't get yelled at. But, <laughs> <laughs> but we would, that was always a fun, a fun thing. We and were, I, I mean, we were pretty crazy. Yeah, we, we were like crazy times kooky. in college. We were like pretty cool theater kids. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, I think like, you know, it, uh, it doesn't work like... On paper, like no. If you works. think about it at all, it doesn't fucking work. But you said it just. You, what you said, you were like, it feels like Christmas, yeah. which is true. Yeah. And I feel like we've earned that because we don't have nostalgia for it because we didn't watch yeah. it when we were little kids. Right. We're creating nostalgia in our family for right. it. Right. Our kids but are like, I feel grow like we, up and be like, our parents made us watch this really weird cartoon every right. Christmas Eve. But we came to it late, and I think like. Recog- you know, recognize like how weird it is. Yeah, like, from a just craft perspective. Yeah, man. I don't know. I'm a. It's 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 a weird one. Yeah, H- highly recommend if you if you don't include it in your list of holiday films, 
highly, highly recommend. Yeah, it's it's a very low commitment. It's very silly and it's very fun and it's got great music. So well, it's also like of those old ones. Uh huh. It's it's the best one. I mean, I I find like the Rudolph, like the Rankin Bass ones. Uh huh. I find them unpleasant to watch. I personally. mean, sure, but there's <laughs> so much like. That is that is my childhood. Right, 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 right. Is like Rudolph specifically. Yeah. I don't know what, like, Hermie and like, me and I'm the me. They just like, I, they just, it's like fingernails on a chalkboard to me, those <laughs> those ones. And then we, we talked about Frosty the Snowman, right? We did. Yeah. It. Happy birthday. Yeah. That was a real early episode. Yeah. That was, you mean episode three? I do mean episode three. You know what it went up against? What? Children of Men. Wow. <laughs> Which one won? I wonder. <laughs> but like Frosty the Snowman, if you'll remember, back in episode three, we talked about it. Yeah. Unwatchable. <laughs> Unwatchable. But so nostalgic. For some. <laughs> but this one is actually like good. Yeah. Anyway. That's yeah. It. I feel like there's a canon of these, like, 60s TV special things. Yeah. And this one is the top for me. For sure. For sure, for sure. Great. Great. Um, is it available? Can they watch it? You can watch it now on Apple TV+, Plus, which is okay. interesting because you can't fucking even, like, purchase it anywhere else or anything. I mean, you oh, can buy a disc, buy a but, disc like, it, yeah. you can't purchase it digitally. Like, you can't like, watch it on Amazon or something. Apple TV has it locked the fuck up because I think they have a whole deal with Peanuts and uh, all that. Oh, yeah, there was something with... The Peanuts movie. Yeah, the the Peanuts movie, they did, like, the... I, I don't think they produced it because it was before that, before they were a thing, but, like, um, they probably own the rights to it now or something. Or yeah. But they they also have produced all these shows with, like, Snoopy and stuff. Oh, yeah. Like, their... Apple TV Plus has Charlie Brown fucking locked up. And it's interesting because our disc is from 20 years ago. Yeah. 25 years ago. Yeah. So it looks pretty janky. Right. But it look, it look, like the but quality it, of the disc isn't bad. It's just like, right. oh, this is an old print. Of right. It's, and it's not the like, it's not, it's not the disc's fault. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and I went, I went right before we recorded to just look at how it looks on Apple TV plus. Yeah. And it doesn't look as clean as I was afraid it would look. Uh-huh. I was but, like, but they cleaned it up. But they, but it's definitely, like, real clean on there oh, in a way that... Lost some of its charm. Yeah. It still looks a little grainy, like a so little... So what we're saying is go out and buy the DVD of yeah. Charlie Brown Christmas. Also buy a DVD player because nobody has one of those anymore. Right. Uh, and then you can watch it. <laughs> exactly. All right. What do we do? We, we're going to get rid of Bad Santa, I, I think. think. We are. I don't really need... Like, I enjoyed watching it again. Yeah. But it's not like, oh, it I gotta watch this every stay. Christmas. Yeah. It's not like, it was like, yeah, this is probably the last time I'm gonna watch Bad Santa in my life. You know. <laughs> well, thank you, Bad Santa. It's a lot, you know, we're at, Oh, sorry. Very quickly, something I forgot to say during the Bad Santa section. It was John Ritter's last film. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, which is why it's dedicated to him. Oh, right. At the very end, after all <laughs> yeah. this, like, fucking butt and poop and whatever. Yeah. It's like, in loving memory of John Ritter. Which is like, oh, man. Yeah. But, uh,. But yeah. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> Thanks, Bad Santa. Thanks. Uh, goodbye. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Well, we got we got two weeks under our belt. Should we pick this next matchup? See if we can keep the streak going. Let's do it. Let's, Let's see. Here we go. Hey Siri. Mm-hmm. Pick a number between one and sixty. A random number between one and sixty is fifty-seven. Fifty-seven is. Oh. The object of my affection. Oh. I've never seen. You've never seen it? No. <gasps> oh my god. Oh, that's great. Oh, I can't wait. 
I cannot wait to watch that. Okay, well, we're watching it. Oh, I'm so excited. Is it... I don't... I've never seen it, so I don't know how it wound up on the Christmas list. I don't remember what we... It is Christmas adjacent at okay. best. We're talking Kinsey levels. Kinsey levels, okay, At great. best. In fact, we might watch it and go, there's no there's Christmas, no Christmas in this at all. But I'm pretty sure... Okay, great. ...that it is Kinsey levels, okay. so... Meaning there might be a shot of a Christmas tree. Yeah. Great. Oh, I can't wait. That's exciting. All right, let's see what's going up against it. Hey, Siri. Mm-hmm. Pick a number between 1 and 60. A random number between 1 and 60 is 28. 28 is in Bruges. Oh. Right? Uh, yeah. We'll get into it, but like very, very specific watching memory of this I know. Movie. I'm almost scared to watch it again, honestly. Because of what a magical yeah. memory it was? Yeah. Even I mean, it's not any great story or anything, but like... No, well, you'll hear it next week, yeah, though. Yeah, exactly. Great. I love that. So, object of my affection in In Bruges, eh? That seems like a good matchup to me. I mean, I would come back. Great. <laughs> also, In Bruges, it's like a... It's topical because that the director... Has like a movie out now starring Colin Farrell, The Great. Banshees of Inshirin or something, which I have not seen yet. <laughs> Great. But I really want to see it. Great. Oh, and it's Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson again. Yeah. Great. <laughs> You're like, shut the fuck up. Will I'm you, not like, shut the fuck up. Will you up. ever shut the fuck up? That's not what I'm like okay, at all. Great. Right. great. Well, hopefully. That'll be a great episode. And, Hopefully. Uh, there's only one way to find out, honestly. Definitely. Hey, thank you so much for listening, especially if you got this far. We're DVD Deathmatch in all the places. We got the Insta, we got the Twitter, we got the Gmail, we got the World Wide Web, and I hope that you are having a great day. And if you're not having a great day, I hope that tomorrow is a better day. Right? Yeah, I agree with all that. Yeah, man. Hey, come back next week and see who survives. DVD Deathmatch. I don't remember. Excuse me. Oh, my God. Yeah, here we go. I'm saying that again.